welcome everyone to the mindful beautiful and thriving podcast series by Tarika Foundation today's segment is going to focus on mindful parenting and in fact we will be having a series of uh, different skills under mindful parenting that would we would learn in this uh, few episodes that are going to come to you to help us understand what mindful parenting is and how we can do it in our day to day life i would like to invite uh, gayatri narayanan she is a mindful parenting teacher and educator and i would love to uh, ask her to introduce herself and tell us more about her journey in this mindful parenting space welcome gayatri thank you so much lena i'm so happy to be here and congratulations on launching this podcast series i'm sure it's going to be a uh, very helpful and useful for many people and listeners who are able to listen to these podcasts so yes my name is gayatri narayanan i came from india to do my graduate studies in the university of southern california and i graduated with a degree in information systems i worked in healthcare technology for many years and and then switched careers in 2010 to start exploring uh these areas of mindfulness uh mindful parenting meditation uh spirituality uh so i've had a, a long spiritual practice i've been practicing meditation and mindfulness for about 20 years or even a little bit longer um and i've seen the benefits that these practices have had in my own life and i was moved to to share this with others and so i got trained as a parent educator from eco parenting and education in los angeles i got certified as a parent educator and then started teaching these classes here in the bay area uh and i've been i'm also certified as a mindfulness and meditation teacher and i've been teaching those classes as well in the bay area since about uh 2012 or so yeah so it's been a few years and sharing these practices with the community here thank you so much gayatri for sparing your precious time for us we really appreciate it So Gayatri uh there has been a lot of interest in mindfulness lately I have some foundation in mindfulness but uh you know not all our listeners might be familiar with that concept of mindfulness so my first question to you is how would you describe mindfulness and what are some of the benefits from practicing mindfulness so really very simply defined uh mindfulness is a paying attention in a particular way learning how to bring your attention to the present moment experience in the form of your breath in the form of sensations in the body or your environment the sounds you're hearing smells tastes you know engaging your senses and becoming very present in your body and mind in this moment so bringing attention to the thoughts you're having any emotions you're having uh so that's mindfulness and you do that in a very non-judgmental in a very loving compassionate way you bring attention in a very kind and accepting way so that's that's essentially what mindfulness is and what you realize as a parent is that many many times in our interactions with children uh when things go wrong it's usually because we're stressed uh we're not uh, we become overwhelmed our resources are low we've had a long day we lose our patience and then you know there's a disconnection and you know things can things can really snowball into 
into very negative and harmful kind of situations. So when we learn how to bring presence to our bodies and minds in the moment, we have a greater capacity to pause between stimulus and response. And we, you know, like Viktor Frankl says, um, there's a space between stimulus and response. And in that space, we have a choice and that choice helps us transform and grow, right? So this paradigm of mindful parenting gives us the tools and the skills to learn how to pause, to learn how to choose how we speak, how we engage, learn how to connect with the needs and feelings of our children. So it's a much more empathetic way of relating to our children uh, rather than um, moving to some of the more common responses of things like, you know, you go into shaming or blaming or trying to punish or manipulate or try to control your children. You know, so instead of going down that paradigm of the domination paradigm, which is what most of us have been raised with, and it's more the, the more common a model for parenting. Uh, this offers us a different way of connecting with our children empathetically um, and giving them the skills then to also learn how to navigate their emotions in a healthy way. So the parent then becomes the model for the child to develop those emotional skills, those emotional intelligence skills, so that they also learn how to regulate their emotions, learn how to connect with their feelings and needs. Uh, pause. So we, we kind of teach the skills to the children by modeling it ourselves as parents. So there's a lot of beautiful benefits that come uh, from uh, this way of parenting because it reduces our reactivity, because we can respond from a more calm place. It gives us the tools for self-regulation for ourselves, for our children. It cultivates emotional awareness and empathy in the parents. And it models behaviors for children to increase their own emotional literacy and capacity for empathy. It promotes a secure attachment with our children, a more trusting relationship. It definitely reduces stress and anxiety and depression for both parents and children. And it prevents children from becoming fearful or traumatized by out of control behaviors of the parents, right? Mm -hmm. And it increases qualities of appreciation, gratitude and joy. Um, you know, so there's so many beautiful benefits from uh, uh, from this model of parenting, which I have experienced myself in my own life with my two children, who are now 17 and 13 years old. Uh, and, you know, it's never perfect. You know, we're always, as parents, we're always three steps forward, two steps back. So it's a practice. So there's no such thing as being a perfect parent. But at the same time, um, it's definitely been very, very helpful in my own life to have these tools and practices. Wow, Gayatri, thank you for sharing that. So just to you know, summarize, I think some of the bullet points that I took away from your description on mindful parenting, it's definitely a very unique kind of parenting, unlike what we otherwise see. Like I'm a child psychiatrist, so I see a lot of children and work with a lot of families. And often I um, see there is this hierarchy and this authoritative type of parenting. And I think that's what you're, you're talking about, the domination paradigm or dominant type of parenting where the child is not treated equal. It sounds like in mindful parenting, you are actually making a conscious effort to remember that the child is another human being, another emotional being, and you're treating them as equal. I have to say, I have been trying to 
practice mindfulness in my day-to-day -day life. That's something I've been very intrigued by and, and love the, the concept and have started to see the change in my day-to-day -day life. But I'm still not sure how that would actually translate into mind, like parenting. It's such a daunting task. I have a 14-year-old as well. So teenagers is a whole different ballgame, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you feel uh, are different in parenting a teen versus a child is there a difference in that when you actually go with this uh, mindful parenting kind of paradigm yes no definitely so part of this uh, learning this uh, model of parenting is learning to understand what is actually going on in children who are, for example, five years old, what's happening in their brains, what, you know, so the fact that their limbic system is developing, you know, the midbrain is in, in a very high rate of development at that age, you know, when they're five, you know, up to about five, six, seven years old. And so the kind of uh, behaviors that you expect from a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, uh, when you understand the science of the brain, then as a parent, you're much more informed and you know, okay, you know, when a child is having a tantrum, yeah. that it's a, it's a normal, it's expected at that age, you know, because they're, they're, their brains are not wired yet to be able to regulate. And so as a parent, then when you know that, you can adjust your parenting expectations to say, hey, this is natural. Now, how can I bring some safety and support for a child who's having a tantrum rather than punishing them and sending them to their room on a timeout because they're crying, right? So, so that's one. And so similarly for teens, uh, you know, understanding what is happening in the teen brain, you know, that they're looking for autonomy. They're learning how to individuate. They're learning how to express themselves in this world. And it's a need for them to, you know, as a parent, to be able to, um, to acknowledge that need, you know, to say, hey, Yes, you are looking for more autonomy. You're looking for more self-expression. Um, so you are going to, uh, to push back. You are going to rebel. And as a parent, how can I allow a little bit of that while keeping them safe, right? So the strategies for parenting are de definitely very different for a teenager compared to like a five-year-old. But part of this journey of learning this paradigm is informing yourself of the science of the brain of learning child development brain development and that way you can come from a more informed place as a parent rather than just your unconscious behaviors of like go to your room you know and go you know and 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 you know and then that creates a lot of disconnection and especially in teenagers it's so important to keep that line of communication open with the children you know having a hand on the pulse knowing what's going on in their lives, having a sense of trust that they can come to you, you know, with anything, that you're not going to judge them, you're not going to. So they have to have that level of comfort and trust in order to develop through those teenage years, because it's such a delicate time for them, you know. Um, so these skills definitely help in maintaining that connection. And also learning how to repair when things go wrong. Right. Which is in which it invariably is going to it's going to happen. We will yell. We will lose it. They'll get mad at us. I mean, it's it's part of the parent child relationship. But then what do you do afterwards? You know, how can you come back and heal that and come back to a place of understanding? Uh, you know, learning how to get in touch with the feelings and needs that were alive at that time when that incident happened. 
um, and then healing from that and understanding and then moving forward. So those are all different tools of, the, of mindful parenting, learning how to repair the rupture, uh, learning how to regulate anger. Um, so topics like setting limits, how do you set limits in a, in a compassionate way, in a, in a mindful way, in a respectful way, where the child is also part of that process of setting limits, for example. So these are all so many great, rich topics that we can cover in the weeks to come. Thank you, Gayatri, for enlightening us and giving us this foundation on mindful parenting. I hope our listeners are looking forward to the future podcast series on this particular topic. So please tune in and listen to our future podcast series. If you like our podcast, remember, you can like it. It's called mindful beautiful and thriving a series for youth mental health by tarika foundation thank you and take care